camera TV. Camera TV. They say, they say, that's amazing. That's amazing. How did you do that? How did you do that? Person, person, woman, woman, man, man, camera, camera, TV, TV. So they say, so could, you, say, repeat could that? you repeat that? So I said, so yeah. I said, yeah. So it's person, so person woman, woman, man, camera, man, TV. camera TV. Give us that again. Us Can that you again. do that again? Give again. Person, person, woman, man. Camera TV. Go back to that question and repeat them. Can you do it? Can you do it? If you count the legal votes, aerial view, I easily win. Will Chris, myself, and Times, doing a lot of bad things, and we have a lot of shenanigans. And it makes people corrupt, even if they aren't. Call seven six zero four two two five five two eight. Destroyed our system. The pound. Thank you very much.
radio. Yes, totally. It's so boring, man. The car just feels suicidal. I have an idea. your bastard people. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? They said when you got here, the whole thing started. Who are you? What are you? Where did you come from? I think you're the cause of all this. I think you're evil. Evil! Hi, I was wondering if this was the same Chris T who does um, the radio show, because um, if it is, I think your show is really great. Um, but if it isn't, um, I'm sorry to have bothered you. You've got to find a way to give them a dollar and take two. <laughs> Not an easy task. It's a fabulous disaster. It's a symbol, metaphor. Bodies the dementia of a nihilistic generation. He's a star. The liberals, I hate them so much. 42% of all liberals are queer. It's a fact. The worst people took a poll. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. What sort of talk is that? Modern talk? You want to know what I think? I think you're some kind of deviated prebert. That you were organizing some kind of mutiny of creepers. Yeah, you bet your sweets, Mr. Kami. A man is unfit. He should not be the president. It's as simple as that. Oh, but he's he's gonna be the president for another well, sixty-one days, by my count. Sixty-one days of this bullshit. Hey, it's me, Chris T, here on TheHoundNYC.com with another aerial view. And this program could be heard live every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. It replays Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, in between the two. It becomes a podcast. And it's now available on Amazon Music Podcast or Amazon Podcast or whatever the fuck they're calling it. I don't know. But you should be able to ask Alexa to play Aerial View. Won't someone please try that and tell me how it goes? Hey, Alexa, play Aerial View, the podcast. Very exciting news. Now part of the 
world's richest man's ecosystem somehow. You know, I actually did some uh, work for the world's richest man and uh, got paid peanuts. That's why he's the world's richest man. Tonight on the program, in just a few, I'm going to be welcoming uh, old friend Tom Crow from uh, back in the day. Very funny story about how we first met. I had food poisoning, and he was working at the, uh, he's working the door at the Court Tavern in New Brunswick, and he, he may have saved my life. You know that song, Last Night, a DJ Saved My Life? Last night, a bouncer saved my life because he, uh, he saw how sick I was, and he took mercy, and he brought me upstairs to a room where I could lie down and croak, except I didn't croak. That's how we met. And then years later, he showed up at uh, WFMU. Or all the flotsam and the jetsam and the detritus washes up. And we were there together for a while, for some years. And then, as invariably happens, entropy takes over. Things fall apart. What can you do? But he's going to join us tonight to talk about the topic of the program. Thanks for nothing. Excellent. Thank you. And uh, if you have a Thanksgiving feast planned, I don't know. What are you doing this year? What are you do- How are you handling things this year? Are you having people over? Are you not having people over? Are you traveling? Are you not traveling? Thanksgiving holiday is going to go right into turlet. Right into turlet. Feel free to call. we got a few minutes before I get on the blower with Tom Crow. And the number here is 760-422-ICALL-AV. Wait a minute, I did that wrong. 760-ICALL-AV or 760-422-5528. If you want to phone in before we get on the phone with Tom Crow a little bit later. It's actually going to be Skype. And considering the way Skype shit the bed last week, I don't know. I'm feeling a little nervous about the whole thing. Before we get to uh, any of your calls or anything else... Including Tom Crow. How about an upside down update? Let's go take a look at the news. I haven't checked the news uh, probably three or four hours now. It was one of those days where I didn't have my phone in my face constantly. So that was good. And uh, I wonder how shocked I will be by what I see in the news. Look at this. Georgia certifies Biden's victory, a significant defeat for Trump. Officials certified President-elect Joe Biden's win in the state after a staffer had mistakenly sent a statement saying the process had been completed. I guess it hadn't. Oopsie. Whoopsie daisy. Whoopsie daisy. (laughs) And this was a hand recount. And initially, he was ahead by 15,000 votes in Georgia. Okay, not a lot, but it's enough. It's enough. And I wonder if that number held. It says here that uh, the recount found that Mr. Biden beat Mr. Trump by more than uh, 12,000 votes. 12,000 votes. Georgia, I believe, is one of those states that Lindsey Graham tried to lean on. Get them to do God knows what. Throw out the results. Uh, he sh- he's he's he should really be 
up on charges. That's a felony interfering with an election. So uh, in addition to seeing Donald Trump hauled off to prison someday, I hope, I hope, I hope, maybe Lindsey Graham as well. Though these people, they tend to get away with this shit. They tend to never have to pay the piper, pay the cost for their bad faith. And um, we're living through interesting times. May you live through interesting times as we watch uh, what some people have called a slow rolling coup. We've watched the Trump administration essentially say, Biden, who the hell's Biden? I don't know what you're talking about, bud. Keep moving. Uh, right down the line, including that pile of human garbage, Steve Mnuchin. There's so many of them. I just, how do I differentiate that pile of human garbage from all the other piles of human garbage? But Steve Mnuchin, uh, Treasury Secretary, the Jeff Galuli of Treasury Secretary, saying today that they're not going to extend any emergency aid past December 31st. The CARES Act is now the Who Cares Act. So, too bad for you if you were counting on that unemployment not running out or any other money that might have been coming your way on an emergency basis. Go pound sand, as far as we're concerned. You know why? Because we're wealthy, and we got ours, so suck it. Why are you poor? It's America. How come you're not rich? So there's always that. This is some good holiday news, huh? How's that for some holiday news? Let's see. Let's pick one more thing in the news. Republican resistance looms in the Senate for Biden's nominees. So the polarization continues. I mean, whatever whatever you think about Joe Biden and his trying to reach across the aisle, Republicans are like, screw you. There is some very credible writing out there about how Trump is trying to take the economy down with him, that he's such a big baby sore loser. He's going to bring the economy down with him. I said to Sweet Tea the other day, we should put up a picture of Joe Biden in the house like they used to do with FDR, you know, and Lincoln and Kennedy. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Just for being a decent human being. After the scum we've endured for four years. The absolute human scum. I don't know. Human scum, human pile of garbage, your choice. One more piece of news and then we'll get on the blower with Tom Crow. Pfizer asks the FDA for emergency approval of its virus vaccine. Nice. The expedited review process could allow the first Americans to get a vaccine. By the middle of December? (laughs) Nice. And Andrew Giuliani, a White House official, tested positive after attending a news conference held by his father, of course. Was that the one where uh, Giuliani was dripping the hair dye all down his face? His just for men's? I wonder if it was that news conference. It, I heard it described as absolutely bonkers. An hour and 45 minutes of Giuliani and some other lick spittle 
getting up there and bleeding about how the election's been stolen and it was a landslide victory and there's a server in Germany and, you know, on and on and on. These people are doing real damage to our democracy. Real damage. This, this could end up really costing human lives. It's kind of horrifying. This is the HoundNYC.com. Every Sunday, Hound Howls at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by a little bit of Crash in the Party at 5 p.m. Eastern. The doo-wop chop shop of the air. Mark and Miriam, you got those doo-wops on vinyl. Let's see if this is uh, Tom Crow calling into the program. Tom? Is that you? Hey, Tom. And you were just there. Let me try you back. I think that's you. Is that you now? All right. Can you hear me now? I can. Coming through plain and clear and fine, as uh, the president says in Dr. Strangelove. Remember when he calls the Russians, calls the Russian president, premier, whatever he is? Right. Dimitri. Yes, Dimitri. Dimitri. You're coming through plain and clear and fine. Now, (laughs) Dimitri. (laughs) About Uh, these missiles. (laughs) (laughs) One of my all-time favorite films, Terry Southern. The great Terry Southern. Right? It's Stanley Kubrick, yeah. and then you add Peter Sellers, and you really have something. Now you really have something. Spectacular. And, yeah, I know. I, I, it may be time to watch it again, because I feel like we're a, a cunt's hair away, pardon the expression, uh, from Trump really, like, really triggering the big one. Like, he wanted to, he wanted to drop something on Iran. And, and the, the generals came in and said, nah, you really can't. You can't drop anything. You'll start a war. You'll start a big war. It'll be like World War Three or something. And he probably fumed for a couple of days about it. But I want to. I want to. I want to so bad. I'm pretty sure they duct taped that button. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, better than that, I bet some guy crawled under the table and disconnected the button. It's not attached to anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? It's It still lights up red. You still push it and all these sirens go off and stuff, but nothing happens beyond that. I think they went out and got one of those uh, buttons from Staples. You know, those... those uh, <laughs> The big red Staples button. What does that thing yeah, say? I, Just do it? No, that's Nike. Easy. Know. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a, take a care of business or whatever the Staples button right. says. They got him one of those. Because, uh, Lord knows, in the 61 days left, he can really fuck some shit up, can he? Still? Serious. Yeah, I mean, every day, you know. Mm. And and one would hope that the button, he pushes it, and it's like, I've fallen and I can't get up, you know. Oh, man. (laughs) You know, he is determined, like a flaming turd, to burn us all on the way out. He just doesn't care. Doesn't care about this country. Doesn't care about anybody that's not in his immediate family. I'm, I think he might even only care about Baron because Baron's like the future progeny, you know? And my theory is that Baron, when Baron finds out like who his father was and what he was actually up to, he's going to rebel. And he's going to be the one that's like rejects the whole family legacy and writes the tell all book about what he heard and saw and then sets about destroying the whole 
Trump legacy somehow. That's some kind of some kind of reverse the boys from Brazil kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 Baron, if you're listening, you can do it, buddy. I know you can. I know you were raised like, a, you know, like, like he was. You're being raised like he was, which is to never have to account for any of your behavior. But at some point, you may decide. You may look into who your old man was and decide, ew, and then cancel him. Set about canceling. The problem, I think, Tom Crow. by the way, uh, Tom Crow, I was saying earlier how we met and then I was talking about uh, WFMU for a little bit. But what have you been up to in the last, oh, 10 to 15 years? <laughs> 30 years. Uh, I've, I've sequestered myself on a high on a mountaintop in the middle of the woods where I, uh, I'm contemplating my place in the universe. And it seems to be working quite well. Um, what did you find out about your place in the universe? That the universe is quite indifferent to my existing at all um and i'm okay with that you know uh i'm totally okay with that yeah we are mere it, specks of dust we're just mere particles of sand mm-hmm. as far as the universe is concerned you know ghosts ghosts riding meat-packed skeletons hurtling through space on a rock you know uh, it's the yeah. best we can do but i do feel you know, as we're, as long as you're talking about, you know, 61 days and oh, my God, I do feel and it seems like this is like the for me, perceptively, it's the second wave of like change. Like the first wave seemed to me in my, you know, twisted 20 year old mind was when Reagan got elected. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe. Holy cow. Do you believe this you know, nonsense and trickle down and let's free up the market and crush the unions and all that stuff. And you keep thinking, man, something's got to give. And now here we are all these years later and it's man, something's really got to give. Um, and I think that that chaos, you know, reigns supreme during times of great change on this planet. And I think we're, you know, we're living that man, you know, um, and I it's think interesting. It's not... Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Reagan because there's a documentary out about him now that revisits the whole Reagan legacy because he's been canonized. Much like John Paul II, they canonized yes. him too soon. Now we're yes. finding out John Paul II moved some uh, molesting-type cardinal around here, there, and everywhere so he can be a little more molesty, so he could have a few more years of molestation ahead of him. And Reagan, and you and I knew this. I mean, I was in a punk rock band in the early 80s. We sang about Ronald Reagan being a piece of garbage. We didn't really know what a piece of garbage was, and then Trump walked in the door. But Ronald Reagan began the the decline of this nation, as far as I'm concerned. You could lay a lot at his feet. and And I think, too, back then it was all veiled with concepts of economic prosperity and yada yada that... You know, you know, the average piece, you know, meatbag walking down the street pushing a broom for a living isn't isn't grasping. And now there's no couching language. It's just it's yes, no, it's black, it's white, <laughs> us against them, you know, pro this, anti that. And uh, and it's all on the table. I mean, for any right thinking person to be truly tapped into to the news cycle for the last, you know, a decade, let's say. You know, the change that's come and what's gone on is just 
it's it's chaos. It's just crazy. It's crazy to think that so many people are like, oh, you know what? If I it, and it was, I forget where this quote comes from, like Time Magazine. I forget where it was, but they were talking about the election, and they said it's like choosing uh, a food on an airplane or something like that. Well, you have the chicken, or you have the shit with broken glass, and you go to the waitress. Well, how is the chicken prepared? Like, you know, there's a choice, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, there is no choice. The show is, by is. the way, it's called The Reagans, and it's a four-part documentary on Showtime. So if you have Showtime, uh, watch it and tell me what you think. I would love to hear about it. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that now we're sort of taking another look at Ronald Reagan because historians disagree just how bad he was. Like, how, how bad was he? From my perspective as an 18-, 19-year-old, he was pretty bad. I thought he was pretty bad. And um, I thought that he said about dismantling, among other things, unions. There was the famous air traffic controllers union dismantling that went on. Right. That was like the first shot over the bow. And uh, using the dog whistle uh, politics that he did was sort of uh, something new on the scene. And the polarization that went on, the demonization under Lee Atwater, among others, of Democrats as you know, not just opponents but evil uh that all kind of began in those eight years and we all know that towards the end of the eight years wasn't he like non-compass mentis i don't even know what that means dude is that latin it's latin for he's out of his mind like he he was starting to experience the dementia the alzheimer's whatever right you think nancy was running things for like a year or two maybe yeah and that's the problem going all the way back as long as you're okay with you know, enabling old white guys to pull the, you know, to get into the office. I mean, that's what you get, man. I, I don't even know where to go. You know, as I rapidly approach that age, you know, right. I'm like, I'm like, you know, how could you fall for that? You know what I mean? How could you just generationally, you know, the lesser of two evils, the lesser of two evils. You know, my favorite campaign sign this year was Cthulhu. Why pick a lesser evil? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, go all serious. the way with the evil. Uh, yeah. Among other things, Reagan ignored the AIDS epidemic. And yes. during its early years, when something might have been able to be done about it, he, mm-hmm. uh, again, you know, uh, the attack on the unions, the attack on the working class, and couched as this uh, support of the working class, which is remarkable when you see that 70 million Americans, a lot of them working class, blue collar people voted for Donald Trump and and are still buying this load of nonsense that he's been selling. And the Republicans have been selling successfully for years now. Donald Trump actually said that, um, that the Republicans are the party of the working class now. He, he said some version of that the other day. Uh, by the way, breaking news from Sweet Tea during the program. Don Jr. has COVID. So there you go. Some news breaking during the show. Did you know that? Bright. Brighten your holiday spirits. Don Jr.'s got the COVID, which means that uh, Kaylee mcenany has got the COVID, probably, right? <laughs> so, but... But yeah, you know, the the and idea that 70 let's, let's million people. About, yes, go ahead. Let's talk about Don for a second. Don Jr. I'm or, sorry, but it, the, yeah, the last 
the last couple like press conferences, I mean, dude, you know, you should lay off the blow a little bit before you step in front of a camera. I mean, that was just harsh. Uh, you know, I, I love it. I love when these motherfuckers do press conferences, when Giuliani gets out there with the hair dye dripping down his face, when he goes to Four Seasons, total Oh, no, that was a hair dye, dude. What was that it? Was, you, know, you remember Red from the Two Bars tapes? Yes. He says, come on down here, I'll cut you open and watch the black stuff run out of you. Watch the black stuff, come on. <laughs> Al, alcoholic. Al, yeah. alcoholic. Nah, there's no one here by that name. Yeah, Where's all of those. Father? You remember how innocent that all was? You remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember how mm-hmm. innocent it used to be? You could sit around and listen to cassettes mm-hmm. of uh, red tube bar calls and just have a couple of laughs. And now you can't get together with your family for the holidays because you might could die. So let's get into the subject at hand. Thanks for nothing. What What is the Thanksgiving plan in the Crow household? Are you guys uh, a little bit of target practice? <sighs> what do you, What do you think? We're, we're under we're under duress here. Um, I didn't. I never saw uh, you in a duress. I bet you look good in a duress. You have nice legs. Chiffon, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so, so um, I my father in law has had some medical issues of late, and he's coming out of rehab and coming home, you know, this week. And we're and we're all like, we got to really be careful. You know, 80-something-year-old man, you know, what are we going to do? And we've been, you know, ultra-sequestered. I mean, dude, you know where I live. I mean, there's nothing out here. I haven't walked into the office maybe four times since March 13th. Okay. You know, All uh, right. wife, Jackie, works from home. She's got her home business cranking. She's, you know, making money like she's printing it in the basement for crying out loud. God bless her. Yeah. You know, thank but God for the sister. women in our lives because we'd be on the street otherwise. Something tells me you and me both. Uh, dude, man, yeah. she's listening. Don't you're just gonna bolster that, you know? Well, uh, why not? I mean, what are you, uh, what are you, what are you worried? You're not worried, are you? I'm not Don't worried. Worry. I just, I, you know, I like to wear the pants once in a while. You well, know what I'm saying? you just mentioned your dress, but uh, if so... you want to wear pants, go right ahead. <laughs> So uh, you gotta. Like, what do you I gotta like, do? You gotta put him in a room with some of that uh, well, no, plastic sheeting like in the doorway and and stick the the turkey and the gravy through a slit in the plastic sheeting. What are you gonna do? We're not. We're not getting like that. We are gonna have him over and and my wife and I just got tested because I I was told that I may have been in contact on, dude. Two days I go into the office, the fourth and the fifth of November. And I got a letter from corporate, you know, and, and they go, you weren't in direct contact because we did direct contact tracing. But the two days that you were in the building, we see your swipe card <laughs> swiped in that there was somebody infected at that time. So we went and got, you know, rapid tests for as accurate as that is. I have no clue. Um, and we came back negative. But my son is the vector. He goes to work every day. Um, and he's on the back end. He doesn't mingle with the people, so to speak, but still his coworkers, you know, you can't, you can't know for sure that everything's okay. Uh, you know, that's in the back of your mind, but so far, you know, we're all healthy, but what does that mean when grandpa comes over? You know, we're all going to wear masks unless we eat and we're going to sit him at the kid's table where we all sit at the other table kind of thing. Um, Oh, it's going to be like waving from across the room. Hey, grandpa. Yes. You need anything? You know? <laughs> it's going to be a lot of shouting because he's hard of hearing these days. Um, 
but you know we're going to be as cautious as and prudent as possible and and that's distressing it takes the casualness and the you know more family kind of hanging out out of it um yeah. and yeah. and for christmas we're thinking you know he's going to do thanksgiving over here and christmas at my sister-in-law's place and we're not going to be there like you know my in-laws aren't going to be here for thanksgiving so christmas is just going to be like the four of us locked in here and you know, hopefully that'll go well and it won't turn into the shining, you know. Well, um, you know, I even if it so. did, we, I figure I figure you guys will make it fun. It'll be like a fun shining. But uh, it, it's interesting because the official guidelines are to not get together with anybody. I mean, from Fauci, we're hearing stay at home, don't travel for Thanksgiving, don't go anywhere, don't do anything, sit on your hands, stare at the wall. You know, I wonder how many people will abide by this because there is that pandemic fatigue we keep hearing about. We're all yep. a little tired of this shit. And yep. there is news now about a vaccine, 94 point something percent effective from uh, Pfizer, I believe it is, one of the companies, Moderna. And the idea is that, you know, they'll first distribute it to frontline workers, which is obviously it should go to them. Uh, teachers might be next. And I said to Sweet Tea, can I sneak in there when you're online? Do you think I could sneak in right. there, get myself uh, inoculated? And then the rest of the hoi polloi. Uh, Don Jr. will probably be first. He's probably getting it now, matter of fact, Don Jr. See, yeah, and you know, I used to I used to do uh, I used to do a lot of mock FDA hearings. And I'm, you know, I'm forbidden to speak about all of it because you sign you know, stacks of non-disclosure documents when you're working those kind of gigs, you know, and I, and I've seen this stuff in action and, you know, when they rush something, you know, especially if somebody has a say as to who are the panelists for the FDA and it's like, I forget how many people they normally sit like, I don't know, 18 or 20 you know, for the government, and then you know, sounds like a Hollywood Squares, and now I'm picturing like Charles Nelson Riley. It, it's you know? it, it it's nuts. Mm. You know, and the one thing I can speak about is a scenario like this, where they say, so in the preliminary, you know, tests, you know, I see here on this chart, slide number, blah blah blah, that you had uh, 8.4 deaths. Can somebody speak to those 8.4 deaths? And then the dude who hasn't said anything the whole time, who's got like, you know, $500 shoes, he's got a $10,000 watch, he's got, you know, $2,000 suit, $500 tie. He steps up and he goes, can we have slide 720, whatever? And he goes, actually, if you look at this Kaplan-Meier curve, the 8.4 deaths are actually 2.1. And they go, oh, okay. You know, so they're just playing games with math on a lot of this stuff just to get stuff approved. And I'm not I'm not saying that every drug out there is, you know, isn't helping somebody. But yeah, being an outsider and watching the process and seeing how they're willing to dismiss certain things and be OK with other things, it's concerning. So, uh, you know. I might wait for Dude, I am know, getting that vaccine the first day they offer it to me. I'm getting it the first I don't care. I'm getting it. I can't live with the existential dread anymore of I might could die from God knows what. 
I can't go anywhere and I can't do anything and I can't see anybody. I can't take it. I will take the goddamn vaccine. And you know what? If I grow a third nipple, so fucking what? Who cares? Right. I don't you know. What's it going to do? Is it going to ruin my ability to have a child? Guess what? I'm not having a child. I don't care. I don't know. I, I'm going to take the damn thing. And, you know, the problem is a lot of people are not, even when it's 2.0, even when it's the one that's been proven completely safe, whatever that means for a vaccine. There are still going to be 40% of these fuck nuts who are going to be like, no, George Soros is trying to implant a chip in me and Bill Gates wants to track my remove. So there's, right. there's, you know, and my question for you, Tom Crow, at this point, in the program is when do we get so fucking dumb? When did Americans get so fucking dumb? Or have we always been this dumb? And it took Donald Trump to reveal just how fucking stupid a large majority of Americans are. I think I think there's two things in play here. I think you have the curve of more dumb, okay? And then you have the curve of um of of Donald Trump bringing out and and not just Trump Fox all of this you know vitriol that that has become the norm you know that people are willing to like break the machine I'm willing to break the machine and vote for the guy who I think is you know the guy who's the the loose cannon and I don't really care what he says I don't like a lot of the things that he says but he's going to go in there and break it and you know, they thought they thought wrongly that he was going to drain the swamp, man. He just put apex predators in the swamp, man. And th- what they're draining out is your cash, my cash, you know. Um, and I and I think that's what we have going on. And I think, and more than that, we have more, you know, folks who aren't as informed and 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 well-rounded, <laughs> you know, free-thinking individuals. We have more people who are just angry. And, and are willing to cut off their nose despite their face to see some kind of a change. Because I think collectively, as, a, as a, you know, the human race, we're all thinking the same thing. Like, something's got to give. This can't continue at the pace and the normal consumption rate that it, it has been. It's not sustainable. And I think even... You know, the dimmest of bulbs realizes that on some level and is and is willing to chance everything for some kind of a change. Well, I, I begin know? to and, feel and increasing... some of those folks. Yeah. Some of those folks want to go back to like Donna Reed show. You know what I mean? Some of those folks just want to see, you know, uh, um, you know, the, the corporate entities taken on the chin. You know, but they don't realize that he's given them free reign. And those those entities that want to take part of that, you know, go to the table and feed are. And then there's other corporate entities that are like, you know, we're just going to stand back and see how this dust settles while Nero plays his violin, you know? Um, yeah, I know there are a lot of people getting fat and happy, but, and I know it's not me. And, and I, increasingly I begin to feel like a man without a country because not only is the right out of their fucking minds, but now... The, the woke left, the people who are now saying, for instance, I was reading an article today about a documentary, and it was written by this uh, Mexican-Egyptian woman. And she started, she wrote this thing, it's this newsletter I get, I believe it's called Persuasion. And she writes about how there is a call on the left for any documentaries now. Uh, for instance, let's say you wanted to do a documentary about uh, inner-city... 
uh, at Los Angeles. And and I know we're not supposed to use the phrase inner city, right? You, you you're not supposed to say mm-hmm. inner city because that is some kind of dog whistle. So, but, but let's say you want to make a documentary about lowrider culture. And mm-hmm. the fact that you're not Chicano, as it used to be called, or Hispanic, as it used to be called, and not even Latinx, means that even if you had spent your life studying lowrider culture, you can't make a documentary about it because you're not right. you're not in that group. Like, you'd have to be a lowrider to make that documentary. And this woman right. was saying, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's really destructive. It's really stupid and this is the kind of thing that makes these people who voted for donald trump go oh you're all just a bunch of idiots too we're not the only idiots at this party you're also idiots because now you're i pulled i pulled this line out a couple weeks ago got your left wing got your right wing it's the same bird man it's the same bird (laughs) same bird and we we know because we we hear it all the time that most americans are sort of grouped near the center and but at these two extremes now, these two extremes seem to be what is flying the plane. How do we get the yoke back in our hands? And that's no yoke, Tom Crow. How do we grab control of this thing before it crashes into the mountain that you're living on? That's my question. Yeah, it's a good question. I thought I thought once I brought up the two wings and the bird, we were going to go back to Thanksgiving. So now I'm kind of you. You did make you did here. make me hungry, but I'd have to eat tofurkey this year. Unfortunately, yeah. And tofurkey, I, I, I still have the aftertaste from the tofurkey I ate five years ago. Sorry, dear lord, dear lord. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I keep saying, I keep picturing America as like in this in this dive. It's this plane that's in this dive, and we managed to pull out of the dive a bit by not reelecting Donald Trump. But I feel like we're still in danger of not clearing the mountain. Like we're still going to hit the side of the mountain. So what else do we need to do? I mean, how do we do we forget about understanding the other side, reaching across the aisle? There are a lot of people saying a lot of people now I sound like Donald Trump are saying Uh that it's not worth it trying to reach uh, to the other side, reach across the aisle because they have no interest in working with us. They are they're going to dig in their heels like they did with Barack Obama. And Joe Biden is not Barack Obama. So the idea that now Mitch McConnell is going to also refuse to work with Joe Biden is kind of amazing when you think about it. So where, what do we do now? Are we forever a crippled nation? Can I say crippled anymore or differently abled nation? Are we a differently <laughs> yeah, abled nation? Differently abled, yeah. It's, it's interesting because I think about, and not that I was that politically aware, but, you know, when you used to have a Speaker of the House like Tip O'Neill, you know, and, and things got done because there was somebody there to guide the reaching across the aisle uh, uh, game. And sure, you know, maybe, you know, the bill got passed and they put a bridge in for so-and-so, you know what I mean, as part of the bill. It's playing the game, man. If you're not going to play the game, you know, then maybe you should not ante up and sit at the table. But um, I think that it's it's gotten so it's gotten so divisive that there's no hope for listening to the other side. There's no hope for listening to, you know, the other idea for the other perspective um, on either side. You know, it's not, you can't, you can't point a finger and say it's just them or just them. It's, it's both sides at this point who 
they, they don't even want to talk to each other. And until that gets fixed, until, you know, communication lines are, are, are real again and people, you know, have some kind of empathy to the guy standing next to him, you know, I think we're lost, dude. I really do. I do, too. And I think we have to move on, as they say. And uh, we have to just leave a whole bunch of Americans behind if we want to have any kind of progress. And by progress, I mean things like, okay, jobs that are decent paying jobs. I do believe that the green economy could generate a lot of jobs. And I think that if we ever fully committed to the idea of like addressing climate change, the next existential threat, because COVID-19 is certainly existential threat. Donald Trump is an existential threat. I'm not even sure I know what the word existential means. From without, I think is what it means. It's like outside your skeleton. So existential threats abound. We've got Donald Trump. We've got the COVID-19. But climate change makes both of those look like child's play, right? Because if we don't do something to ameliorate what is coming down the pike, we are not going to be able to live in this country in some of the places that we like to live. (laughs) Like, you'll be fine because you're on a mountain inland i'll be fucked probably where i am and so will a whole bunch of other people be fucked so if we ever fully commit to the idea of we're going to do something about climate change i do think i don't think it's bullshit that it will generate a lot of jobs and good paying jobs already i'm being contacted by new jersey state to go and take a solar installer course to install solar panels. And I, I was ask, you know, I was answering the questionnaire, Tom Crow, until I got to the part where it said, how are you with heights? And I was like, yeah, oh. ladders. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm really not good. I'm really not good with heights. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I had to, I had to leave the, 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 the application process. Cause I, I was like, they were talking about like $50 an hour to do, do the solar panel and so I'm like, isn't there a job I can do on the ground in the green economy? There's got to be a ground-based green economy job for me to do. But I think that's the first thing, man. Get the green economy up and humming and get these jobs happening. And I think when people begin to see that I don't have to go down in a hole in the ground to dig coal out of it and I don't have to go and be a greeter at the local Wally World for seven dollars and 25 cents an hour when they begin to see that you know what maybe this green economy does have some decent paying jobs i think some people will begin to come around to the idea that things could change i think already wall street is feeling uh, a certain degree of well well, let's say i was going to say euphoria they're obviously not feeling euphoric what they're feeling is the volatility is going away because when you think of volatility you think of Donald Trump. There's been no more volatile president. Wall Street, famously, it's always said, hates volatility. Already the markets are responding to the idea of a Biden presidency. The 401ks are creeping back up again that were being knocked down. Now, if if Joe Biden can even get that one thing happening, I will consider his presidency a success, even if he does nothing else. But obviously, he has to do a lot more. There has to be changes in housing. There has to be in, uh, some kind of addressing of the horrible inequality that's only grown over the last uh, four years of the Trump presidency. Something has to be done about all these things. But I think out of the gate, do the climate change, do the jobs, and maybe federal legal marijuana. What do you think? Sure. 
I mean, I think all of those things are money generators for sure. Yeah. But I think, I think it has to go. I think it has to go so deep, um, not only with with government and with policy, but with each and every you know one of us and how. I, I think a real a starting point is don't get don't be triggered, man. You know, we, we're so quick to be triggered by all kinds of nonsense. It's just, it's not good for your constitution. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I do. And unfortunately, and, and I don't want to paint all millennials with the same brush, but I've noticed in my interactions with millennials on various forums and and email lists that they they really do immediately sort of jump to the worst place possible where they think you're some kind of massive asshole and they start accusing you of verbal violence and not creating a safe space and not issuing trigger warnings and all these things that where you go really you just think to yourself really really right now and i i don't know man i think you got to kind of get beyond that you have to start thinking about not canceling people out but bringing them in bringing them in bringing them into the conversation instead of saying you now are an untouchable, essentially, and we can't have anything to do with you. There has to be another way. We have to start remembering yeah, as, who as long as there's, the allies as long as there's, are. As long as there's a them as opposed to an us, that's going to be the case. You know? Um, yeah. And I think that's that's a huge paradigm shift for a lot of people. Yeah. You know? Um, because because we, we are, you know, I don't know what happened to the wussification of mankind, but we're so easily offended by all this stuff. And, 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 you know, in counter to that, there's language perhaps that we used to, (laughs) (laughs) there's language, there's language that we used to banty around, Mm. you know, that, you know, even just talking about differently abled, you know what I mean? Right. That, you know, and I think it, I think like in this forum, you know, we should be able to say whatever and not offend anybody. You know what I mean? But being that it's a public forum, you know, you have to at least acknowledge it. And 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 I think that's a step, but it also it takes the fun out of it. I don't want to throw lawn darts that just have weights on the end. I want to throw lawn darts that got spikes on the end. Well, you know? I I, I know that when I was in high school, I was subjected to actual physical violence, not just verbal violence. So we've come a long way since then, believe me. Right, but, but right. But, yeah, I, I think we have to remember something I was told again and again as a child. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And right. it's trite, but it's true. It's so true. Right. And when you're sitting around complaining about the language someone's using because it's verbally violent, I think you're being really stupid. I'm sorry. I think you're just being mm-hmm. you're just being stupid. And maybe talk to them, uh, the person who's being verbally violent towards you, and say, "Hey, I would appreciate it if you said it a different way." But this idea that somehow they've set about to mess you up—it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. So let's not do that anymore. What do you say? And uh, let's quickly shift for a minute in the in the in the remaining minutes of the program um and talk for a minute about christmas because do you think by christmas at least we'll start to see a vaccine distributed and maybe people will gather for christmas or you think christmas is off too is christmas canceled you know 
this is what I think Christmas is going to be. I think it's going to be if if you're if you're really being serious and and uh, you know you don't have access to whatever you know vaccine is allegedly coming down the pipe that you're going to have a smaller, more meaningful Christmas as opposed to a bigger, just like mayhem Christmas. And I think a lot of people, you know, and I'll, I'll use any Mediterranean ethnicity, ethnicity as a, as an example, you know, that don't fly, you know, with your Greeks and your Italians, you know, they, it's gotta be a big deal or it's no deal. And, and I think that's going to be hard for a lot of, uh, of families, but I think if, you do it a little bit more like, uh, you know, uh, Tiny Tim in a Christmas story. It might be a little bit, you know, a little bit more meaningful, maybe. Well, we're definitely just... not having our Christmas party, which is a little upsetting. We've mm-hmm. had one every year, I think, since we moved into this place. And I don't know as well if... Uh, we're going to put up a tree necessarily. I mean, the tree is really there for other people to see. And so if you're not having other people over, are you putting up a tree? What are you doing over there? Yeah, I mean, we're doing that. We're doing a tree. You're doing you know, a tree? And, and uh, Mrs. Crow is quite attached to her new front porch. And... Uh, you know, we're going to decorate the front porch and we, we do that all the time. Decorate the house, especially when the kids were little. I, I drape the house in lights. Dude, you know where I live. Nobody right. sees that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. I'm entertaining. I'm entertaining the deer, you know? Right. Um, um, well, but it's something that we like to do and it's part of the thing. You know, it's part of the whole vibe and yeah. and, and the custom and all it, that. It, nonsense. It's going to depend on how much energy so, I have because you know I'm trying to open a store as well at the worst possible time during a pandemic. Yeah. So that's taking yeah. up a lot of attention and energy. And I, who knows? We may end up. I don't. I thought of myself today as like, are we going to be those people? Wait, a minute, I got to put on the sound effect for me thinking. Are we going to be those tabletop tree people? Is that where we're going to be now? You know, like when you would go visit your parents. <laughs> And they were getting on in years, and they'd be like, I put out the tabletop tree. I put out the ceramic Christmas tree. Yeah. And you were like, oh, yeah, I guess they don't have the energy anymore for the whole thing. Yeah, I don't want to get yeah. to that point just yet. I'm not ready to throw in a towel just yet. Well, just, you know, don't get an eight-footer. Go find, you know, go down to the guy who sets up at the gas station by you and get the Charlie Brown one and decorate it and... You know, you and Sweet Tea sit down and mm. open your presents and have a hot toddy and, you know, enjoy Christmas Eve. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to um, try, Lord I'm one knows. Of these yeah. people. I'm not. It doesn't have to be gigantic and, and uh, you know, and elaborate for me. You know, simple and yeah. and, and and together, like, works for me. Um, but I think this year we're going to go, you know. I think we're going to break out every box in the attic and see what we can hang, you know, kind of thing, because it's just going to be us. some bad news, folks. Oh. Christmas is going to be canceled. That was Dr. Fauci, <laughs> by the way. Message from Dr. Fauci. Before we run out of road on the program. Uh, we all know that Christmas is a big commercial racket. It's run by a big Eastern syndicate, you know. Well, what have we not said in the in the remaining minutes of the program? Anything you want to uh, tell the people listening on the HoundNYC.com aerial views Friday 6 p.m. replays Tuesday 
6 p.m. podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher and now Amazon Music Podcasts. And I did get a report from someone that they asked their phone, Alexa on their phone, to play Aerial View, and it worked. How about that? That's that's so awesome. That's pretty well, good. I, 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 uh, uh, happy to be here. It's been a long time since we've done this kind of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, Let's do it more so often. A, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm game. I'm game. Well, say hello um, to the missus. Say hello to the kids, would you please? And then maybe I will. when there is a vaccine, we'll get vaccinated and we'll come over and visit you on the mountain. You know? Okay. Didn't we have I, a I'm lovely visit be, last year? I'm hoping but, it's going to be sooner. Yeah, well, know, but. I don't know. We'll have a socially distant visit with masks on. How's that? Stand outside. That works for me. Yeah, you guys stand in the driveway, and we'll just throw crudite out the window. You know, uh, that that works for us. I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> as always, it's a pleasure to speak with you. It's, uh, you know, too infrequent these days, but we'll we'll have to do something about that. We will. Yes. Yes, indeed. And, and, Thank and, you very, very much. And I appreciate you being a part of this program and saying so many sensible things. One or two, not terribly sensible, mo- mostly sensible things. Though. So okay. I'm trying my I, best, basically, because the family's listening. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, and, you yeah. know, I, me too. But uh, there goes Tom Crow throwing the crudite right out the window for us and for me and Sweet Tea in the driveway. And, uh, That'll do it for me on this aerial view, almost out of road. And don't forget, at 6 p.m. on Tuesday, the program replays. It'll become a podcast as quickly as I can make it a podcast. And I've been doing it in less than five minutes, which I think is pretty remarkable. Again, the podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, and now on Amazon Music Podcast. I think that's what they're calling it. I don't really know. Don't forget on Sundays at 3 p.m., Hound Howls, followed at 5 p.m. by Crashing the Party with Mark and Miriam, the doo-wop shop shop of the air. How about a Thanksgiving feast? You can carve the turkey. You eat turkeys? Oh, yeah. It's delicious. Especially when we take stuffing and shove it up the turkey's ass. River! Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'm going to send one out to the president, the current president that I meant to play last week. This one's for you. Number 45. Thank you. Because it goes with my eyes. Very, very few people can wear apricot. Can I borrow it sometime? No, I'm sorry, you may not. Why not? Because I just told you, I'm the only one who can wear apricot. You walked into the party like you were walking onto a yacht. Why? Your hat strategically dipped below one eye. Your scarf it was apricot. Yes, apricot. You had one eye in the mirror as you watched yourself gavot. And all the girls dreamed that they'd be your partner. They'd be your partner and you're so vain. Probably think the song is about you. You're so vain. 
This is Eartha Kate again, back to remind you to take your belongings with you and to get a receipt from the driver. Have a perfect day. Wow.